And we are set to go, and hockey has arrived in the Sunshine State. With a shot, he scores! Martina Kucherov wins it in overtime! Saved by Vasilevsky, and he keeps it out of the net. Reaching behind him, he had it in his glove. Now for a feed in front of Kelly, he scores! And has won it in overtime! Steven Stamkos has reached 60 goals! Welcome to another episode of Locked On Lightning, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. I'm your host, Adam Danker. How's everybody doing? I am recording this on September 13th, 2020, and I cannot believe I am saying this, is that the Lightning are one win away from going back to the Stanley Cup Finals. Now, this is just, you know, these are, these are words that I still can't believe. I still can't believe it that we are sitting here in September, let alone, you know, still playing playoff hockey. But the Lightning are, they're almost there. And then all they got to do is win four games. I mean, it, it might sound a little crazy, and you know, to say this, but, you know, it's going to be very difficult. But right now, all we got to do is worry about game five, which will take place on Tuesday, Tuesday night to be exact, 8 o'clock puck drop, as always. But uh, great game. Great game that the Lightning played today. Uh, we'll get into that in just a little bit. But before, uh, always remember to like and subscribe, download, uh, so you have and set up your whatever app you use to listen to this podcast. And if you don't know where else to find this podcast, well, I'll make it easier for you. You can find this podcast anywhere podcasts are available. So go ahead and set it up in the app if you have it on your phone, so you get notifications as soon. As new episodes drop, as well as go over to the Twitter page at LO underscore Lightning. And also go ahead over to my personal Twitter page at AP Danker. That's D E N K E R. Uh, I like to interact with a lot of the listeners of the show, a lot of the fans. And I just want to say, as always, you guys have been great. The interactions we have been having on Twitter have been wonderful. Love hearing back from you guys, love seeing you guys tweet. Uh, to the show, back and forth about how you're feeling during games. Uh, as we all know, I'm kind of a neurotic when it comes to the Lightning. Uh, I believe that's part of my fet, my Met fandom, just because it's is if you're a fan in baseball, you know how the Mets are. And so it's I go in with the uh, hope for the best and expect the worst kind of mentality. But you know what? The Lightning have been, a, have been playing terrific throughout this entire run. Uh, they've only lost three games in. Uh, and so, you know, that's for for the most part, this has been overall a painless playoff run. Uh, obviously, game three of the series was kind of difficult, uh, more difficult than usual, just because his team was down a couple of guys. Uh, obviously, Alex Kalorn, um being suspended for a game because of that r- stupid penalty he took. Game misconduct, I believe, it was for roughing. Um, five minute major, as well as Braden Point being out. Uh, and we'll get into point and you know how he played in this game as well as you know what to expect from him going forward in the series. Uh, but let's just talk about this game as a whole. Four-one um, on the stat sheet. It looks like the Lightning were pretty much in control of this game. They were after they took the lead, but before the first period, you know, the first period was just both these teams struggling to get anything going. That's pretty much what it was. Uh, it was very good defense as well as maybe you could contribute some sloppy puck handling, passing here and there. 
uh, from the Islanders and the Lightning as well. Uh, the Lightning were, for the first time since I've seen, pretty far ahead in shots taken. I believe they were up going into the second period, uh, up 11-4. to four. So usually, you know, the, the Lightning are on the other they're on the short short side of that. Usually they're the team who's struggling to really get shots on net and really get anything going. But, you know, tables turned on this one. Um, but they played very good defense. Unfortunately, the Islanders score first, which obviously in the playoffs is always the first thing you want to do. Um, really, you know, the whole sequence leading up to the Nelson goal, I mean, I'm not going to take anything from Brock Nelson. The shot was absolutely filthy uh, right below the crossbar. Uh it was just a screamer past Vasilevsky. Nothing he could do on that. Uh, sometimes, you you know, even even the best goalies in the NHL, uh, you know, they can't stop them all. But um, what I had an issue with with this play was was that, and we kind of saw it. We've been talking. I've been talking about it uh, a couple of times throughout this whole this whole playoff run. Was that uh, you know he's been sort of careless uh he sometimes the more he handles the puck uh he gets more comfortable and yeah for the most part that's a good thing to have you don't want a uh a, a goaltender who maybe has the yips handling the puck uh definitely don't want to do that definitely don't want to have that in net but um with Vasilevsky it seems that if he were you know if, if you know some the more he handles the puck the more comfortable he gets and he somehow gets a little bit careless. He kind of gets he he lulls himself into a, a a kind of a false sense of you know security with it, and that's not something you want to do, especially when you have uh, players on your team, the forwards trail uh, going behind the net when you're doing that, as well as the defenders trailing right behind, where that could could lead to an easy easy goal. We've seen that before, obviously, with a ton of other goalies, and we've seen it happen um definitely a couple of other times obviously throughout the league uh this season as well as dozens of times in years past but uh you know i like i said and i tweeted out during the game that i discussed during you know my past couple episodes how he how vazzy gets very casual handling the puck and that could lead to some bad goals um this didn't really was he wasn't really responsible for this, but it's what led to ultimately the Islanders keeping the puck within the zone, which led to Brock Nelson's goal. And you know, I'm not going to kill him for it, obviously, because the Lightning won this game. But just from the grand scheme of things, is that uh, you know, I and I'm sure John Cooper will talk to him about this at some point. But there's certain things that happen that lead to goals, certain sequences. Um, that, you know, for example, this, this whole thing, you know, Vasilevsky um, just was lackadaisical. There was no really, you know, what I'm trying to say is usually, you know, goaltenders get that they whip it off the boards and it goes up ice or whatever the case may be, or they pass it off to a teammate right away. He doesn't, he doesn't do that. He, he just stands there one Mississippi to Mississippi, bam, then does it. Uh, usually uh, it, it could lead to a turnover, turnover, which it did in this, but still um, just a dangerous play where, we could see that possibly happening, um, you know, down the line, hopefully in a not hopefully we don't see this, but I'm saying it could be in a, a potential big moment in the game where, you know, the, the Islanders could have taken a late uh, lead with that. But hopefully, you know, no good. Good thing, though, it was it was 
this wasn't the case and you know it led to a goal which really didn't mean much going forward so um right after that uh with, it, with the one thing i've said throughout this whole playoff run is how great it, it has been to see the lightning really respond after they have goals scored for the most part um and they do respond very quickly they've i believe this was only um 15 seconds after after the brock nelson goal blake coleman scores an incredible goal uh just you know he's coming on coming in on the rush and just really you know really puts the brakes on and it just kind of throws varlam off pat uh off and he he just dangles it by him and you know we tie we have a tie game and then really 12 seconds later andre Pilat, who has just been incredibly clutch um and i just want to give a shout out to nikita kutrov just you know the the pass on this play if if you didn't see this goal this was definitely the goal of the game um Kucherov skating down the ice. Uh, Point also got an assist on the Just the passing clinic on this play from Point and Kucherov to set up Andre Palat. Uh, and they said on the broadcast, and if you really look at the highlight, uh, I don't think Palat um, thought this went in. Uh, you could tell once he skated around the net, he wasn't entirely sure. And then, you know, once he saw his teammates, um, you know, celebrate and, the, goal, and the, the refs, you know, announced that it was a goal. Obviously, he got excited, but it was it was it was great goal, great sequence. Um, I love how this team responds very quickly. In um, in definitely, you know, because one nothing might not seem like a big deal, but if if it's you know the first period, yeah, it's not a big deal. Second period, especially when the Islanders play the kind of game they do, where you're not going to get a lot of good chances. Um, you know, the 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 Lightning they did have 36 shots on goal, but uh, you know they could have had more. The both teams had 17 blocks. Uh, the Lightning have been struggling for the most part uh, throughout this series, uh, other than, you know, the game 1-8-2 win and, and, and also the last game, which, which they lost. Um, you know, they have struggled at certain times to to really get the puck through traffic and, you know, give Varlamov a run for his money and really challenge him out there. But they have compensated with that, with playing very good defense and just you know winning games by by having good faceoff percentages. And you know the Lightning had sixty, they had a sixty-two percent faceoff percentage in this game, as opposed to the Islanders having only thirty-eight percent. Um, and you know I was screaming and yelling early on in the playoffs about how important it was for this team to win faceoffs, which was why I was so happy to see. I believe if they had to give you know maybe a faceoff award. And I know this sounds maybe kind of tacky, but they had to give a kind of a face-off award. Or a guy who just, if I get to pick, even if he's not on the roster that day, if you, if you ask me, you know, pivotal moment in the game, uh, we have the puck in our own zone, you know, we're trying to kill a penalty. Uh, who, who do you want in the face-off circle? 100% Mitchell Stevens. And he played in the last game, and he continued to play very well uh, and definitely win a lot of face-offs. It wasn't... wasn't uh, wasn't suited up for this game, uh, but you know we had a lot of guys really doing well out there in the faceoff circle. We had uh, top two performers tonight were uh, Paquette and Johnson. Paquette going 83%, where Johnson was 75. So that was really a big difference. Uh, Lightning were able to control the puck a lot more than the the Islanders were able to, and that was really what was the big factor in this game. Um, like I said early on, the Islanders were really. Um, and the Lightning were struggling to get anything going. And I believe once this, these goals really uh, started tallying up, especially when the Lightning scored the two quick ones, um, I think I tweeted in. I spoke with a, another Locked On host uh, a little earlier today after the game ended, and, and I said, you know, it, it wasn't a matter of 
if the Lightning were going to win this game, it was more so after the, the Palakal. It was how many goals were they going to score? How much were they going to win by? Because I think after Palat scored that goal, I think that that really took the energy out of the building for the Islanders. So we're going to talk a little bit more about this game in just a bit. But first, I'm going to talk about today's sponsor, and that's Roman. Talking about erectile dysfunction isn't easy. Usually, we just brush it off or blame ourselves saying things like, I lost my mojo, or we avoid it altogether with excuses like, I had a long day at work, or sorry, honey, I'm just not feeling it. But with Roman, it is easy to talk about it. With a real healthcare professional who can prescribe real medicine, it's simple, safe, and totally discreet. With Roman, you can get a free online evaluation and ongoing care for ED, all from the comfort of comfort and privacy of your home. A healthcare professional will work with you to find the best treatment plan. If medication is appropriate, Roman will ship you ship it to you with free two-day delivery. The whole process is straightforward, simple, and discreet. Getting started is simple. Just go to getroman.com slash xxx and complete an online visit. Erectile dysfunction used to be tough to tackle, but now there's Roman. Complete an online visit today to connect with a healthcare professional and take care of it. Go to getroman.com slash locked on nhl today if approved you'll get 15 dollars off your first order of ed treatment that's getroman.com slash locked on nhl getroman.com slash locked on nhl obviously a big win today for the tampa bay lightning of course because they now are up in the series 3-1 they're a win away from going to the stanley cup finals for the first time since 2015 i mean you know how great could it get i mean this this whole playoff run has been for the most part, a cakewalk. Obviously, the three losses that the Lightning suffered were just you know gut-wrenching losses, uh, not only for the team, but also for us Lightning fans. But, I mean, look at it. Look at this run compared to you know all the other teams that are still in it. Obviously, that's just you know the Islanders, Stars, and Vegas. Uh, they've definitely had to play a, a lot more games than this, this Lightning team. So that's the one thing that's working in their favor, which... I'm not going to say if. I believe when they do clinch this series, I fully expect them to win on Tuesday, which we will obviously discuss Tuesday morning. Um, and I'll, of course, look out for that. But, yeah, so I, I, I think that's the one thing that's really making this whole run really just very enjoyable because at the end of the day, the Lightning, you know, the Lightning – coaching staff i know john cooper definitely has thought about this uh at one point or another even if he's not going to admit it but when the lightning do go to the stanley cup finals you don't have to worry about this team being tired obviously they're going to be tired but compared to a vegas or dallas who have may have had a little bit of a longer road getting here um obviously those are both round robin teams so you know they did have to go through the same path as the lightning would well, not would did, but they played more games. Obviously, the Lightning; those were still hard fought games. Um, if you really want to be nitpicky about that whole, uh, you know, argument about maybe the Lightning had just as tough a road, you could maybe make the argument that you know the Columbus series was pretty hard fought and physical. The five OT game, as well as you know maybe the Boston series as well, very intense series, but. Um, I'm going to be honest, the Boston series wasn't exactly as, you know, difficult for the Lightning to get by. Yes, of course, you know, Boston didn't exactly make it easy, and I'm not saying they did, but I, they did make it easy. But I'm, I, what I'm saying is that 
they didn't exactly put up the fight you would have expected out of maybe a stereotypical, you know, Boston Lightning series. Uh, we saw it during the regular season how hard these two teams fought. And we did see the same exact play throughout the entire series um, during, you know, when these two teams played each other last round. But it wasn't, you know, once we got deeper in the series, I felt like Boston just wasn't all there in terms of their their chemistry and the, co- the cohesiveness. I, I really thought there was a lot of times where you, I mean, you expect, regardless of what fan, what, what team you're a fan of, um, you know, you expect the best teams to do the right things all the time. And I'll be honest, and I'm not, you know, I said all this at the wrap-up of that series, but you, the Boston, Boston fell into a lot of traps that, you know, you would have seen out of maybe a Montreal or, you know, a, a Arizona. Teams like that that are maybe towards lower in the pecking order. Even, you know, the New York Islanders, the Rangers, teams like that are Hurricanes. I mean, I could go on and on discussing, like a Canucks as well. Um, you know, they, they made a lot of mistakes throughout that series. They didn't, they didn't execute, obviously, and that's what it really comes down to. I mean, anybody who watches a hockey game, who, who has been following uh, hockey for a very long time, could say, you know, could, could easily see that as well, is that, you know, Boston didn't execute, and it was just came down to how the Lightning were able to take advantage of that in certain, certain situations. But you have to also remember that, you know, the Lightning are down a couple of guys. Uh, they're p- playing pretty banged up. Even in this series, uh, you know, when Point and Kalorn weren't available, you know, the Lightning were playing with nine forwards at one point, and it was just a stressful game. And, you know, obviously d- that game didn't work out the well as well as we all would have wanted to because, of course, we wanted the Lightning to have the possibility to sweep today. But, you know, not everything is going to be perfect. Obviously, you know, 2020 is a testament to that. But um, what I'm really saying is that I think the Lightning – are going to be in great shape as long as this series doesn't extend any further past Tuesday, which I don't believe that's going to happen. I would be shocked if, you know, especially with a healthy lineup, um, if everything goes well in the next couple of days with, you know, maybe how point Braden points feeling, uh, especially because he's such a huge part of this team. And uh, I just think that, you know, I'll get into point in just a little bit, but I think that, you know, the lightning should be able to close out this series on Tuesday uh, I think that this Islanders team is just defeated, demoralized. And I think that, you know, will they fight on Tuesday? Absolutely. I think they will. They've come this far and they've played very well. Um, and I, I, they, they deserve a, a, tick, uh, a stick tap. But they, they don't measure up uh, to the, le- the skill level that the, uh, that the Lightning have. And we, I spoke about that with Locked On Islanders host Gil Martin on our crossover episode on Friday. And you go back and listen to it. It was a great talk with Gil. And once again, you know, thanks for doing that. Uh, you know, we spoke about, and it wasn't any shot at the Islanders uh, players or anything like that. It's just, you know, it's, it's not the Islanders' time. Uh, they have very good young players like Matt Barzal. Uh, they have veterans like Derek Broussard. They have, you know, Andy Green, who I don't think is going to be a long-term you know, component for that team. But if you look at the other players, uh, you know, they have, you know, maybe the goaltending situation might need to be fixed. Obviously that's always maybe could be the argument for as sort of a defining factor as to how a team will be able to take that next step. But um, it's not their time. Will they be a good team in the future? Of course. But right now uh, the lightning are just a better team. That's just the facts. We've seen that throughout this entire series, especially when the lightning have a full squad. 
Uh, the Lightning are just the better better team, and I could only imagine if uh, Stammer was playing, maybe they would have probably been able to close out the series even sooner. But um, the reason, obviously, they didn't do that was because of Braden Point's absence, um, and as well as Alex Kalorn. But, I mean, we've already spoken about that. I'm not going to get too crazy anymore about, you know, Alex Kalorn. I spoke about it uh, early on in the playoffs, how he was making some questionable hits, drawing some questionable penalties, where I said, you know, in the future, that could possibly be a major. And uh, it did, you know, lo and behold. And, you know, it was just a case of him doing too much. Um, especially, you know, it was just a stupid mistake. And I'm sure he knows that now after missing a game, especially. But, um, you know, Braden Point, who has been such an important part to this team, the Lightning were really unable, obviously, of course, with the absence as well of Kalorn, they were really unable to get anything going. You can't really expect much. And I really didn't expect much in that game three uh, from the Lightning for you know them to get really anything going on the offensive side of the puck i believe if they were going to win that game it was going to be solely uh you know based on how vasileski was able to perform that night and i meant and that's just a sugarcoating way uh to say that he would need to to have a shutout for them to win on friday and i and i still believe that i I mean if you want to go back and you know argue with me about that in terms of if you're looking at the highlights or if you just remember what happened uh, sequence by sequence in that game. Sure, yeah, I'm sure there's some times where, you know, the Lightning should have executed on certain things. But the fact that it matters is that this team could only do so much uh, offensively without their players until they just, you know, they don't have any cards else to play. So when you're missing guys like Killer and you're missing especially the guy who's been there for you this entire run in Braden Point, um, it's, it's a big deal. And it showed it. You can't really expect Andre Palat to to go out there and, you know, do everything by himself as well as Nikita Kucherov. Um, you know, Andre Palat plays well because of the guys that he's surrounded with. Um, you know, I'm not taking anything away from Palat. Uh, as a player, he's very talented and skillful. But at the end of the day, um, he needs guys like Nikita Kucherov. He needs guys like Braden Point. Uh, Kucherov plays well because Point's on the ice with him. Uh, we saw it on the Palakal. I mean, th- those two were were just absolutely dynamic together. And for them to be able to do that leaves a lot of room open. I mean, you could just see on the rush how the defense was playing, how they just gravitated towards that side of the ice because, you know, those are the two dangerous players for Tampa. So and that allows players like Andre Palat, Anthony Sorelli, Blake Coleman, the list goes on, uh, you know, guys like that, Yanni Gord. They, that allows players like that to get open, create a lot more space for themselves. And, you know, when the puck is past them or the puck is, you know, in their general vicinity, whether that's a pass off the boards or a direct pass to them or even a second or third chance at the net, uh, you know, that's that really helps this team a lot. So that's why this team, you know, I don't think there was some Lightning fans out there that realized uh, how important Braden Point was. And if you didn't know that by now, game three was a testament to that. So now the concern is right now is at the end of the game, after he scored his goal, I believe maybe halfway through the third period, Point received a hit along the boards, and he got up very gingerly, and he skated towards the the bench. And, you know, obviously that's a concerning sight to see. Now what does that mean? Um, I don't think he came back after that hit, which, you know, the game was pretty much out of touch at that point. So. I wouldn't have seen a reason other than him maybe forcing his way back into the, the game as to why Coach Cooper or any of the coaching staff would allow him to go out there. So 
what does that mean? Um, you know, I think that it could be possibly if I had to really speculate uh, on his injury. And I spoke about this with locked on NHL host Sarah Vampato, which uh, I that episode should be coming out uh, soon. I, I made an appearance on the show and, you know, it was great. Always great talking on the national show. Um, I spoke to her about that. What what we could only guess would probably be a hip or an injury, a hip or a hamstring injury. And, you know, is it a little concerning, especially after a double hip surgery and kind of being out of a groove all season because of that surgery uh, to re-injure your hip? Yeah, of course. Um, but I think that the best thing for him is this day off. I don't think he's going to par- practice tomorrow. Um, I believe that the coaching staff should allow him just to get some therapy and rehab a little bit, whatever is ailing him. Maybe just tell him to just go into the trainer's room and just spend their whole day there doing whatever you need to do, whether it's getting in a hot tub or getting an ice bath, whatever the case may be, or getting a cortisone injection, whatever it is. If, if it's not the hip, then I think it's a hamstring. Um, I believe it's, you know, that's obviously the same injury that's been ailing Stamkos, but I don't believe a, a hamstring injury at this point would keep a player out that long. So, and he seemed like he was pretty good. Uh, point looked like he was, he was for the most part, uh, moving around out there without any problem up until that hit. So, I mean, you know, your guess is as good as mine. All I'm doing is, is speculating as to what it could possibly be. Um, it looks like lower body, if anything. So, uh, definitely keep an eye out for that. I'm sure he'll be good by Tuesday. Um, but that would still, you know, if they choose to, to say, you know, he's a no-go for that game, then obviously the rest of the team is going to have to step up and do what they do best. So I'm going to wrap things up by saying that, uh, yeah, Tuesday is going to be an exciting game. Like I said, I fully expect this team to close it out by then. And, you know, we'll be sitting around waiting for our opportunity and uh, for our opponent see who our opponent's going to be. Uh, at this point, it looks like it's going to be Dallas. They're up 3-1 at this point, which is very shocking. Um, I'm not saying that Dallas is not a bad team, but, I mean, you expected a team like Vegas uh, to kind of really turn on the way they were playing in the last round. But um, who knows? Maybe they'll make a comeback and kind of, like, make things interesting like we saw in the last series with the Flyers and the Islanders. Uh, you know, if you know, at this point, let's just focus on winning game five, and then we could focus on uh, – that stars Vegas series, but uh, I believe Vegas and Dallas are playing tomorrow night. So hopefully, uh, you know, if you if you're already looking towards the Cup Finals, um, then go ahead, root for Vegas just to make things interesting and extend that series. Uh, if not, just you know, watch it just to see how maybe these two teams play, and so we could kind kind of get some of a, an idea as to who you know the Lightning may have to go after. But obviously, you know, first things first, let's go out on Tuesday, close the series out. Um, and just worry about that tonight. So that's been it for today's episode of Locked On Lightning, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. I'm your host, Adam Danker. I'll talk to you on the next one. Peace.